0: to season two of the Michigan Daily's Arts Interrupted podcast, a podcast about arts and culture and anything related to cool stuff. I am your host, Mike Watkins.
1: And I'm Avery Friedman. Thank you for that lovely intro. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) we're going to air episodes bi-weekly, and at the start of each episode, we're going to give you guys a weekly arts news recap about any interesting stuff going on in the arts and culture world.
1: This is by no means extensive, just things that we find interesting and cool and want to share.
0: Little tidbits. So to start, we're going to talk about Young Thug, who is currently out on bail after turning himself in for eight felony drug charges. Hate to see (laughs) it. Uh, These charges included possession of meth, and Percocet and intent to distribute those drugs. So he's obviously got a side hustle going on <laughs> in addition to his touring with J. Cole and and, and being a major name in <laughs> hip hop. So yeah, he's a busy guy.
1: <laughs> Switching gears a tad from Young Thug, um, Fred Thomas, an alternative indie rock star from Ann Arbor itself, uh, is releasing his 11th solo album. And our own producer, Sean Lang, is a huge, huge fan. I haven't had the chance to listen yet, but I trust Sean's music judgment. And with such a prominent Ann Arbor icon, I will definitely be taking a listen. And you guys should, too. Um, Yeah.
0: And um, on Netflix, a bunch of new stuff just dropped, including a new season of BoJack Horseman, which is extremely popular, but I've never seen it myself. I've heard good things, so it's probably worth a watch.
1: This animated show makes people so very emo. I don't really know how. (laughs) I've been seeing so many tweets about it, though.
0: All I really know is it's talking animals, and I I assume it's a comedy, but I've also heard there's, like, a nice plot line, too.
1: Yeah, it's got a super dark edge. I watched them in the first season. Um, Also, beyond Netflix, locally, we have some great shows coming up. Amazing comic Tig Notaro is coming to the Cathedral Theater um, of the Masonic Temple next Friday, the 28th. And two days later, Steph Chura, an Alpena, Michigan native, is coming to Elk Club at noon on a Sunday. Interesting time. Pretty sure it's an outdoor show. Um, and she'll be there with the indie queen, Frankie Cosmos. And I'll be there. So let's hang out.
0: L Club is sweet if you've never been. So it's it's worth going even just for the venue. And transitioning to our last little tidbit, we're going to talk about Kanye, who is back at the forefront of music news. Seems like it happens like three times a year. Um, so on Instagram, he posted a picture of something that really closely resembled the Yeezus album cover from 2013. Except instead of the red sticker, it had a purple sticker. Cryptic. And um, Yeah. So, a lot of speculation. People are wondering if this is a new album. He he uh tweeted it with the caption Yandi 92918. So, we could assume that September 29th is a pretty significant date. Yeah, so my my sort of guess with this is that it's going to be something kind of like an anti-Jesus because he is has that like been like
1: equivalent to antichrist. Yes,
0: <laughs> except positive. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Antichrist, in this sense, I think would be more like Jesus because it was so angry and harsh and raw. And uh, Kanye, it seems at least, is not in that space anymore. He's been preaching so much positivity and love.
1: Mild delusion.
0: Yeah. We Got Love is all over his, his social media accounts. And the purple is obviously a softer color. So maybe this one will be less harsh and more harmonic. Uh, something more beautiful, and um, in his Instagram videos that he's been posting, the background music has been really awesome, and it's something I've never heard before. So I'm definitely super excited. Um, the the album is speculated to be called Yandi, because that's what Kanye mm. that's what <laughs> <laughs> that's what he captioned it as, uh, and this you could assume is a combination of Yay and Gandhi, just like Jesus was Yay and Jesus. So he's definitely into comparing himself to those crazy big names, like Jesus Christ.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nothing, no no one quite like him. Um, Yeah, so we are going to introduce a little series that we'll be doing on this show. It's called Genre Bender double entendre situation happening there um and it's we'll basically be diving into why people are fanatics about certain genres um everything from jazz to country to trap uh we are trying to examine the ins and outs of people's obsessions and try to get a better grasp and more appreciation for those genres ourselves So this week we'll be bringing you the first installment of this genre bender series and Mike sat down with my very own roommate Maya Shabir, she's a biomedical engineering senior and she is a jazz connoisseur of sorts and we are very happy that she told us about her love for the genre. So enjoy!
0: So Maya, how did you first get into jazz?
2: Um, well, I was introduced to jazz by a really close family friend of mine, um, and he plays jazz piano. And like every time I go over to their house for dinner, I'm like their godchild. They don't have any children. Like we're very close with them. I see them every time I go home. Um, he always has jazz records playing. He has like the be- the most refined taste in jazz. He knows all about the history, all about all of the artists. Um. So yeah, one one day he was kind of—he's always had it playing in their house—and like I, well, I was never really that into jazz. I've always been very into music, and I like liked the ambiance that it set. But one day he played um, this one song called I- "Idle Moments," and it just like resonated with me. And I was just like, "I need you t- today to tell me everything that I need to listen to right now." As a kid growing up, I was obsessed with classical music. Um, I just kind of think that jazz has, like, a bad rep um, for being, like, elevator music or background music and, um, like, music to be talked over. And this is actually something that gets brought up in Um, La La Land. And I think that just one time I, like, was just listening to it actively and, like, not letting it be background music. And that's, like, when I, like, like, first saw it and, like, found like realized all of the complexities that are like within it.
0: For me, when I, I I'm also a pretty big fan of jazz. I play jazz drums for well, well. and like so. for me jazz is a space it's it's a more free genre because of just the nature that it's built on like improvisation and like every song is essentially just a solo over like a rhythm section. So you're kind of just taken away with the soloist and like we can use Coltrane as an example. He just rips the sax and you don't necessarily know or need to know the notes he's playing, but you sort of kind of like follow the lines and trends and stuff like that. And it's just a very like spacey, spacey genre that I think like disagree. is almost meditative.
2: I kind of disagree. I don't. I don't really think that jazz is like relaxing. I think that it like requires active listening um just because you know they they introduce that melody and then they like kind of go away from it a little bit and then it comes back when it's kind of unexpected and and there are like conversations that are going on between the different musicians and um so I don't I don't find it relaxing personally
0: so do you have a jazz song that you like to play for us that you think would exemplify all the stuff we've been Um, talking about
2: if I would have to choose, I would probably go to Coltrane and um, his album, The Love Supreme, which is arguably one of the greatest jazz albums of all time. There's this um, one part in the like first, I almost want to call it movement because it's kind of like a continuous flowing piece. It's a, a, a four-song album. Um, they're all interrelated. He actually released it um, right after he quit heroin cold turkey he like really? locked himself in his attic for like a week his wife like didn't see him for a week and was just like wow. very chill and about it. no yeah well he had like really suffered quitting and then afterwards he like had this like really profound moment it's really interesting because Coltrane like when he first started all the people that played with him like he did play with um like Dizzy Gillespie and like in the Miles Davis Quartet like a few times um But, like, he was never that great. Like, he was good, and they saw potential, and, like, he practiced for, like, 23 hours a day. Um, But then after he quits heroin, he, like, becomes this crazy, like, incredible composer. And, like, he's always had his, like, special tone and special style and, like, is so recognizable, like, when you hear him play um, the sax. But after, like, starting kind of with this album, he, like, suddenly gets really really big and like people start to recognize like wow this guy is incredibly talented um so in in going back to talking about the this part this first movement called acknowledgement um a little ways in he reintroduces the melody that he has created and then he starts playing it in different keys in one key and another key another key another key and eventually he plays it in all 12 keys and it kind of just you know he's already introduced the melody he's already done his whole improv that he always does and then in this part he's kind of just being like it's it's everywhere you know it's, it's all around um and i think that it's like so special and so meaningful
0: that's that's really similar to giant steps too in that like the whole giant steps hook mm-hmm. is like one note in every key yeah so he's definitely like key change master. <laughs> yeah. We've been talking about Coltrane and kind of older, more traditional jazz, but obviously we're in a different time. Uh, and a lot of people would say that jazz is dead, or like you mentioned, it kind of gets a bad rap. It's a hot, hot take. Yeah, but what I always find is interesting is how pervasive and omnipresent jazz is in music today that people don't realize whether it's like the chords that are being used or in rap the the rhythmic patterns of the rapping often mimic the the rhythmic patterns of the improv solos in jazz
2: there are a lot of jazz features yeah um one of my favorite songs have you ever heard um foreplay by jalen santoy no Oh, it it um, samples this really good Stanley Turrentine mm-hmm. song. It's so good.
0: And and you, you look I'm at you look at people like Kamazi Washington, mm-hmm. who is almost like revamping the interest in jazz, and Kendrick Lamar's "To Pimp a Butterfly" project that was like outsourced it, its talent to like eighty percent jazz musicians, like literally featuring jazz drummers, jazz saxophonists all over the album. So. I don't know i guess are you are you into modern takes on jazz as well or do you prefer the more traditional strict uh like trio quintet kind of jazz like coltrane and stuff
2: well like the context under which i learned to appreciate was like strictly class like classic jazz Mm -hmm. like old time jazz so i would say i'm less into like the new takes on jazz. Like I appreciate it and I listen to Kamasi Washington a lot, but um if when I'm listening to jazz, it's like almost always We've like the older stuff.
0: So last thing, could you give us one PSA or a little piece of advice for non-jazz fans that might give them some direction as to how to get involved with the genre?
2: I would say go see it live. Um there's really nothing like live jazz. Like when the artists are up there, like you you immediately recognize that not only are they performing, but they're also composing on the spot and rearranging. And there's just so much going on and you can like feel it and you can see it. And I think that Arizona. it like definitely would lead to like an, an increased appreciation for it.
0: All right, thank you, Maya. If you're interested in getting into jazz and want to check out some local venues, you can hit up the Ravens Club, The Last Word, the Canterbury House, which doubles as an active church and a music venue, which is pretty cool, uh, or the University of Michigan Music School. They put on a lot of cool shows at all the auditoriums across campus, so you've got a lot of options. Go check them out. to Arts Interrupted, a podcast by the Michigan Daily. The songs you heard today were Idle Moments by Grant Green, Acknowledgement by John Coltrane, Giant Steps by John Coltrane, and Foreplay by Jalen Santoy. This podcast is hosted by Mike Watkins and Avery Friedman. It's produced by Olive Scott and Sean Lang. Intro music by Brad Gerwin. Thanks for listening.